everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, October 2nd. Daphne, I'm back! Yay, Gina! (laughs) Melanie was great last week. It was so much fun to get to podcast with her. But I'm glad you're back with me this week. Yeah, and I want to thank Melanie for filling in for me last week. I listened to part of the episode. I didn't go all all the way through, and you guys did a great job. So um, I'm glad she was able to fill in, and um, I'm glad to be back. And I just learned, you told me, Friday was International Podcast Day. Yes. Yes, it was. Huh. Yep. Did you do anything to celebrate you who do, like, more podcasts than anybody else I know? <laughs> um, On Run For Your Lives, we did, uh, I just posted it and tagged some of my friends who are podcasters just to share a little bit of that love. Um, But that was pretty much it. It's kind of a day okay. that comes and goes. It's the third one that's been going on since I started podcasting, Ooh, so... Okay. I try to mark it in some way, Um, but outside wishing my uh, Run For Your Lives co-host, Paik, a happy International Podcast Day, I really didn't do too much other than post a graphic and tag some friends. Okay, okay. Well, I think on Friday, we marked three weeks until we see each other at Skate America. Yes. like three weeks away from the start of the Senior Grand Prix. We're in October. This is crazy crazy to me that we're going to be talking about the senior grand prix like really really soon yeah it's creeping up on us this season has gone very quickly i think it's been easier to track the season as it goes since we've been doing this podcast we kind of are just going week to week with each of the events so i think that has definitely kept me more in touch with Mm -hmm. what's going on and how fast things are going Before you know it, Gina, we'll be talking about the Grand Prix Final. I know. And nationals for, you know, every uh, federation. So, yeah, it's just crazy. It's coming very quickly. We're just (laughs) going to have to get ready for it. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) So, as usual, I wanted to point out that all of the items we discuss will be included in our show notes. If we talk about various events, we will include the event result links in the show notes, so you'll be able to easily access them. Mm-hmm. And also, you'll be able to just see what we talked about. Right. I know that someone suggested this way, way, way back, and it's been something that's worked for us mm-hmm. so far, so we've just been continuing it. Mm-hmm. But we have quite a bit of meat in this episode, so we are Ew. going to just jump in. So, talking about event results for things that happened last week. We had another Challenger Series event, Andre Napella Memorial in Bratislava, Slovakia. There was a live stream, which was great. I was able mm-hmm. to watch a lot of the event. Um, they did not have live scoring, which is similar to Nebelhorn. They updated it once the event phase was complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have to wait a bit for the results and protocols. I admit I was a nerd, and as we were going through things, I was putting down the skater's name and the score so I could keep my own track of how things oh, were going. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't able to do that when I was at the rink, and so I sometimes like to put my phone along the boards when I'm at the rink, and I'll just have the live scoring going up, if you know, and just to see where I am, and if I want to try to put the live stream on my phone. And it was so frustrating not having the live scoring to know, okay, we're in now group two, where are we in, you know, in the lineup of things. So yeah, that was a little bit, but I know a lot of people do put the post-it note with the scores, keeping track of the scores along the way. And I do want to point out one thing too, I noticed um, the graphics that they had for, for the scoring for the free skate, it was still showing short program. So when it said total score, it still said short program. So I know when I, I think I posted something on social media with Isabel Levito score, and we'll talk about her shortly. Um, it still said short program for her total score. And of course, fans were going, whoa, she broke a record and all of that. So yeah, <laughs> I so, saw that. <laughs> so yeah, just um, that, that was a little of another thing too, that their graphics were great. It was great to see the scores right at the bottom when you're watching the live stream. They just had that one little thing where they forgot to change it from short program to total score. Yeah, a minor technical situation minor. there. So... Let's just jump in with the men. Italy's Gabrielle Frangipani was the winner of the men's event. Maybe a little bit of a surprise here, but he won the event by 18 points. This is his first Challenger Series medal, and he will be competing at Budapest Trophy in two weeks. This is really exciting for Italy. Yes. Yeah, I've been just with... Gabrielle, and then I've just been thinking of Nikolai, who qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final, and then with Matteo Rizzo and Daniel Grazel. And uh, there's just a strong Italian men's field right now. This is really good for Italy. Um, there's just a lot of um, skaters to watch for this season coming out of Italy. So, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, it's definitely exciting for them. Korea's Jun Huan Cha won his third Challenger Series. Silver medal. He won silver at Finlandia and Autumn Classic in 2018. So Latvia's Denis Vasilyevs moved up from fourth to win the bronze. It's his second straight Nepola bronze medal. He won the bronze in 2019, which was the last time this event was held. You know, COVID. <laughs> it changed yep. things for a bit. So he was on the podium. There were no men from the U.S. or Canada at this competition. Mm -hmm. Well, moving on to the woman in her first ISU Challenger Series event and only her second senior international event, 2022 World Junior Champion Isabel Levito of the U.S. won the gold medal. She won the event by more than 32 points. She's just looking really good so far this season. I really enjoyed her uh, triple Lutz, triple loop combination at the beginning of her free skate which had a base value of 10.80 and received a positive GOE of 1.06. Uh, so congratulations to Isabeau there. Italy's Lara Naki Gutman was fourth after the short program, and she moved up to second to claim the silver, which was her first Challenger Series medal. And Korea's Han Lee won the bronze. She was in second after the short program, but had a difficult free skate. She had three falls in her free skate. It was unfortunate, but glad she was still able to win the bronze. And just a shout out to Elena Bucko, who in her first ever international competition moved up from 10th place after the short program to finish sixth. 
And I'm a fan of her Vogue Madonna short program. She really sold it. So um, I look forward to seeing more of that um, this season. Well, moving on to dance, Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga won their first Challenger Series event. I really enjoyed this techno Latin rhythm dance. I know that that isn't for everyone, but I <laughs> liked that style for them. I thought they sold it and it was a lot of fun. Their Nureyev free dance was very ethereal to me. Oh, I'm looking forward okay. to seeing how it progresses this season. Okay. Ava Pate and Logan Bai are on a silver medal roll this season. This was their third international silver medal of the 22-23 season. They were second at Lake Placid Ice Dance International and the U.S. Classic Challenger Series event. And they were only about a point off of their personal best scores that they set at the Classic. So they are really, you know, continuing to grow their programs and improve. Marie Dupayage and Thomas Nabay of France set new personal bests and won their first Challenger Series medal, a bronze. Um, I wanted to mention, finishing in fourth, they were third in the rhythm dance, uh, Yuko Orohara and Juho Perinen of Finland. Earlier this season, the skating music guy who did their music shared on Twitter the following comment. Once upon a time, a sailor named Juho was drowned and devoured by a carnivorous mermaid known only as Yuka. Knowing me, <laughs> and I do have a podcast called Run Fair Lives, which is about monster movies and creepy things, I was down for this program from the minute I read that comment. It did not disappoint me. I think it is delightful in a very creepy hmm. way. And I guess the team uh, has been wanting to do this for over a year. So I'm looking forward to seeing that program continue to grow this season. Team USA hmm. siblings, Una and Gage Brown, finished fifth. This was their first senior international competition and first competition of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was no pairs event at this Challenger event, just so you know. We're going to be talking about yes. pairs. <laughs> so moving on to JDP Poland number one, the Solidarity Cup. It was nice to have the JDP back after <laughs> a two-week absence. After the break and then the cancellation of the Armenian Cup, Mark and Ted, holy cow. <laughs> The amount of time you spent, the long days of coverage, 14 hours on Friday, and and the women's free with the 49 skaters, again, because of the cancellation of the event in Armenia, there were more entries that were kind of moved over and allocated to the three remaining JGP events. Yeah. You know, I think I put on the women's event just before I went to the rink. And then, and that was like 1030 in the morning. And then by the time I got home, the women's, and that was around 115, 130, the event was still going on and it was still going on for a few more hours. That was a long women's event and just a long day in general. So props to Mark and Ted for a long day of coverage. I mean, I I just can't imagine talking for 14 hours straight and yeah. I mean, we've had long days at competitions before where we've been doing <laughs> right. reporting or photos, etc. I mean, and Melanie, with all the competitions that she does, yeah. she has super long days with really long rosters. But having to be on and talk for that long, man, <laughs> they get the gold medal for, from me for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So let's get started talking about the men. Um, there was a lot of shuffling with the placements in the men's event. So if you watch the short program and then you watch the free skate, it was a total change in um, the placements. So Team USA's Lucas Broussard, who was in fifth after the short program, won his first Junior Grand Prix gold medal. He had won the silver in his Junior Grand Prix debut in Courcheval number 1 in 2021, but had to withdraw from last season's Nationals and Junior Worlds. He told Ted in his interview afterwards he was off the ice for almost four months due to injury this spring and summer. So this is great that he... um won the the gold here and we'll have to see if he gets a second um grand prix assignment the biggest jump in placement and this is what i think everyone's kind of talking about came with the silver medal spot with china's yudong chen who was in 16th place after the shore program came back to win the free skate and then win the silver medal he completed a quad sow and a quad toe triple toe combination in his free skate. And I think that's incredible. Oh you know? my gosh. See, this, <laughs> Just... is, this is what changing the judging system to this points based um, system has done for yeah. skating. It's so unpredictable. Now, in dance, it's not quite, there's not a lot of shifting around. But mm-hmm. in the singles events, I think there's more opportunity. To have this shift and wow. So yeah, never count yourself out if you find yourself in, uh, you know, a placement you don't want to be in after the short program. Because if you can skate well and you have a strong technical free skate, you can win a silver medal. Like, so, uh, so that's just, it's just great there. Italy's Raphael Francesco Zeke, who was in third place after the short program, stayed in the third place spot. That was the only one that didn't change and earned the bronze medal. He will skate his second Junior Grand Prix in his home country, so he will compete at Enya, the final Junior Grand Prix event. And just a fun fact, if he does make the Junior Grand Prix final, it's actually in his hometown of Torino. So if oh, he, wow. Yeah. So just a little interesting fact there. Something definitely for him to shoot for. Yeah. Team USA's Joseph Klein, who was in second after the short program, finished ninth overall, but... Joseph actually celebrated his 18th birthday while he was in Gdansk. So happy birthday, Joseph. And shout out to Team USA's Michael Z, who placed fourth in the free skate to move up from 10th place after the short program to finish in seventh place. Michael was fifth in Courcheval and improved his ISU personal and season best total score in Gdansk by over 12 points. So a pretty good first Junior Grand Prix season for Michael. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. So moving on to the women, Mao Shimada qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final with her second JGP win. (laughs) Her free skate included a triple axle and a quadruple toe, which was called on the quarter. Um, her skating reminds me so much of Mao Asada, and and we know she's named after Mao Asada. And then I see a little bit of Satoko Miyahara in her as well. But um, she's just incredible to watch. She's fun to watch. I mean, she just looks like she has a good time. And that triple axle and that quad toe, um, it just looks so effortless. It's just like, oop, there she goes. Oop, there she goes. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was really great to see her win her second Junior Grand Prix med- uh, gold medal. And now she will be heading to the Junior Grand Prix final. Well, she's joined on the podium by another skater from Japan, 
Mona Chiba, who was the leader after the short program, won the silver, and this was her first JGP event. One interesting note, she had the highest PCS of the women's free skate with 63.68. Shayon Kim of Korea won the bronze, and Team USA's Claire Seo and Josephine Lee finished in 8th and 9th, respectively. Logan Hagasi Chen finished in 15th. And Canada's Carrie Yoon was 10th, and she cleanly landed a triple ups, triple toe in her free skate. Well, moving on to the pairs, Australia's Hector Geotopoulos Moore and Anastasia Golobova won the gold and will compete next week in Gdansk. Ukraine's Valeta Sirova and Ivan Kobata won the silver. They will also compete next week in Gdansk. Japan's Haruna Murakami and Sumatada Moraguchi have earned JGP bronze with less than 10 months of training in pairs. And in two weeks, they will be competing separately in singles at the Kaniki Regionals. Now, seniors for Moraguchi and juniors for Murakami. And now another point, they also had the most difficult side-by-side combo ever done by any pair. They did a triple salkow, triple toe, Double axle combination. Wow. Yes. So I'm impressed by this uh, pairs team. And this is kind of cool that they also are, you know, very competitive in singles as well. Um, Next week is the final pairs event of the Junior Grand Prix. Uh, Right now, the only team to qualify for the Junior Grand Prix final for pairs is Kayla Smith and Andy Dang of the U.S., so the remaining five teams will be decided at this event in Gdansk. Awesome. So moving on to the dance, oh my gosh, the roster for this event was huge. (laughs) 24 teams. Yeah. Was a decisive victory for Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont in their first JDP of the season. The reigning World Junior Bronze medalists are the top returning team from last year. The others have moved up. Um, this this is the second JGP Silver this season for Phoebe Becker and James Hernandez of Great Britain. Their programs continue to grow this season, and their uh, overall score was very, very close um, to their personal best from Chexgate. Um, we'll have to see. They could make the final with two silver medals, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um It's really going to come down to these last two events, just to be sure. The second JGP medal for Selena Fragi and Jean-Han Farnot of France. They got a silver medal at Courcheval. The three U.S. teams were all debuting at their very first JGP event. Carhartt and Hirovi finished fifth. Malcolm and Lafanara were ninth. And Bland and Sperry, tenth. Japan's qualifying season continued this weekend with two more regional competitions. Results in English are now online. Tokyo and the Chu Shikoku Kyushu events. Canada's Kaya Ruder returned to competition after over a year of not competing since she won silver and bronze in the Junior Grand Prix in Courcheval last August. She competed in a local competition in Alberta, and it's great to see her back. I know a lot of Canadian fans have been wondering where she's been, and so it was great to see her back. She competed in the senior event. She landed a triple flip, triple toe in her short program, and won the event. 
And the Boston Open took place at the Skating Club of Boston this week, and we will put the results in our show notes. And finally, the Dick Button Artistic Skating Festival took place in Lake Placid. Today, the day that we're recording this, and it included performance workshops and live presentations by Ice Dance International, Ice Theater of New York, and Next Ice Age. Yeah. I wish I could have gone to that. That sounded like that was going to be fun, but I, it's yeah. hard to get to Lake Placid on a Sunday. Yes. So moving on to our general skating news. Yes. Well, you know, we said it at the beginning of the podcast, we are just three weeks from Skate America. So we have some Skate America information to pass pass along. Um, Some information has been posted about parking for Skate America at the Skating Club of Boston. Now, parking is limited. And with the event being sold out, it's even more of a challenge And we've even been told as media, we're being encouraged to do ride sharing or carpooling um, because, again, parking is going to be tight. There are three options for parking. Option one is an all-session parking pass with on-site parking at the Skating Club of Boston. It will be $180 from Thursday through Sunday, so the whole event. Option two is the weekend parking pass, and it's at an adjacent lot. Um, That will be $180 as well, and that's from Friday evening, so just before the start of the event, through the end of the event on Sunday. Now, this is a five-minute walk to the Skating Club of Boston um, from that parking lot. Um, This is not available on Thursday or early on Friday, so this would just be for the actual competition um, uh, starting on Thursday and then all, all weekend. Option three is parking at the University Park Station. That is one and a half miles away from the Skating Club of Boston, but there will be shuttle service from that lot, and that will run Thursday through Sunday. The cost is $7 per day for Thursday and Friday and $3 per day for Saturday and Sunday. Skating Club of Boston will operate a shuttle each day beginning an hour before the first use of ice and concluding in each evening one hour after the last use of ice. And they will have more information about the shuttle pickups and drop-off locations and the times before the event. And for that option, you don't need to purchase anything right now. You can just purchase um, parking when you get there. Parking passes for option one and two that I mentioned are expected to go on sale this week. There's on the website is saying October 5th. So if you're interested in any of those, keep an eye on the Skating Club of Boston website and we'll have that link in our show notes. Um, but stay tuned. I know a lot of you have been asking for more information about Skate America and hopefully we will have more information to pass along to you next week or the week after. But we will have that information very soon. Here, we just wanted to get out this information because it's sounding like there may be parking passes going on sale this week. Definitely. (laughs) So, moving on, Ilya Malinin made it to the Time 100 next list (laughs) because of his quad axle. Of course, we've all been focused on the fact that at the U.S. Classic, he landed that. Right. He's the first person to ever land a quad axle. And so, congratulations to Ilya on making that list. And maybe we'll see that quad axle in Norwood in three weeks. We might. So moving on to recent interviews. 
Polina Edmonds' latest podcast interview, she talked with Dylan Moskovitz. Yeah, I think the subject of that was about your inner self post-retirement. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I like seeing more podcasts like this pop up, these episodes that talk about life after retirement Mm -hmm. from skating, because I think it's been an issue for a while. Skaters that, you know, skating is their whole world, and then what do you do after? Right. How do you, how do you transition? So I'm glad that Paulina is doing that. I'm going to have to check that out. So moving on to social media updates, Harley Windsor posted on Instagram that he broke his ankle in a training accident. He has had surgery and we want to wish him the very best in his recovery. Yes, indeed. And on September 29th, Michelle Kwan was confirmed as the U.S. ambassador to Belize. Well, in some more Love is in the Air <laughs> posts, uh, Victoria Sinitsina and Nikita Katsalpov posted on Instagram that they are married. There are photos and videos all over Instagram if you guys want to check that out. They've been partners uh, for quite a while, and they won the silver medal at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. So, Daphne, did you hear about this, like, Guinness World Record of, like, jumping backflip over five people? I didn't know it was even a world record, (laughs) but now I know that Elage Balde has the world record when he jumped over five people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we're always talking about uh, quad X, but Elage broke his record and is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for jumping over five people. By backflip on ice. Yeah, that's cool. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, and Nathan Chen posted on social media that he will not be able to participate in the Japan Open due to an injury. Nathan was going to be a guest performer, and in his place, Madison Hubble and Zachary Donahue were added. Mm -hmm. Moving on to upcoming events for the week, the Japan Open is scheduled (laughs) for Saturday, October 8th. Team North America is Mariah Bell, Jason Brown, Brady Tunnell, and Ilya Malinin. Team Japan, Kiari Sokomoto, Rika Kahara, Yuma Kagiyama, and Shoma Uno. And Team Europe is Luna Hendricks, Ekaterina Kurkova, Mihal Brzezina, and Daniel Grassel. Stars on Ice is also going on in Japan on October 9th through 10th, and will feature many of these skaters and... Ukraine's Sasha Nazarova and Maxim Nikitin. Continuing this week is the Junior Grand Prix in Gdansk, Poland, the second of two events in Gdansk. This one is called Baltic Cup. Um, We had Solidarity Cup last week, and now this one is Baltic Cup. Yeah, Baltic Cup has been around for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Whenever they hold the JGP there, it's always called Baltic Cup. Mm -hmm. Um, Solidarity Cup was a new thing this season when Gdansk... is holding the back-to-back JGPs. Well, the Challenger Series is continuing on with Philandia Trophy, which will contain all four disciplines. We're going to see Team USA's Caitlin Hwag, John Luke Baker, and Caroline Green and Michael Parsons, as well as Canada's Lawrence Fournier-Baudry and Nikolai Sorensen, for all for the first time this season. Lindsay Thorngrim will be making her Challenger Series debut. 
And pair skater Isabella Gamez, who previously skated with David Alexander Parody, will debut her new partnership with Alexander Korovin, who previously skated with Elisa Efimova. Isabella and Alexander, who teamed up in 2021 but did not compete last season, are planning to represent the Philippines, and they are coached by Marina Zueva. That brings us to the end of all of our segments. Gina, can you (laughs) let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com, and we are on all of the social media, including Twitter, This Week in Skating, Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating, so make sure you're following us. We'd love to have new followers. And we love your feedback or questions. You can um, reach out to us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support we have received via email and social media. We're going to move on to this final piece, which Gina and I just are basically shine a spotlight on what's going on over at our respective websites. This past week, I posted an article on Romy Malcolm and Noah Lafrenara, who were debuting on the JGP. And we also have some photos coming from Andre Napella Memorial. And I think they just call it Napella Memorial, but I've always caught... I feel like it's yeah. always been called Andre Napella Trophy, Andre Napella Memorial. So it's hard for me to move on from that. Yeah, it was hard to figure out what the hashtag was um, because yeah. it was Napella Memorial. And it, so I was like, oh, what is it? I think people were using all different ones. But yeah, it is hard. I've always known it, as you said, Andre Napella um, Trophy. And now there's Memorial thrown in there. So. Well, over at FSO, it was a little, because I was away, I'm a little behind. So I am just finished up my Nebelhorn trophy photos. And also those are there. And I do have a new article coming. And that will be up on FSO this week. And we will have, we have some other stuff we're working on as well. Well, next week, we will be coming back with another regular episode of our podcast. But we also have a special episode where we're going to be discussing... A few things to do with the Grand Prix series with a special guest. So you will have to wait and see who that is. Yes, we're keeping you in suspense. I'm so excited for our guest next week. So um, looking forward to talking to that person, but we're not saying who. You're just going to have to wait and see. Exactly. Sorry. And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you for listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>